Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the Football South Coast Weekly. And with me once again to discuss all the games is Football South Coast reporter Nathan Turner, who will now take you through last weekend's matches. Keep in mind, however, this was recorded on Tuesday the 8th of September, meaning that Wollongong United's 5-1 victory against Bulai on Wednesday night was yet to happen. It was another scintillating week of men's football in both the Illawarra Premier League and Illawarra District League competitions as Round 7 is now done and dusted and we look towards Round 8 of the 2020 season. But before we do that, let's look back on the key games from last weekend. Uh, starting with the Illawarra Premier League, probably the game of the round and also the result of the round, Balambi 2, Wungong Olympic 2, that was on Saturday at Elizabeth Park. Balambi did lead twice throughout the game and it was Vaughan Patterson scoring on both occasions against his former club, including an 86-minute header that looked to have won the game for the Rosellas. But John Martinowski did snatch an equaliser in the dying stages. And that does see Balambi sit in second spot after the seven rounds. Bulai do play on Wednesday night against Wollongong United, which could see them drop down to third, depending on results there. And then the honourable mention game of the round was also involving Balambi, but it was a round four catch-up game on Sunday where Winuna came out 1-0 winners against Balambi with Jai Mella scoring early in the first half to secure the Sharks their fourth win of the season. And the weekend could have actually seen Balambi sit on top of the table if they had their results go their way, but the draw against Olympic and the loss against Winuna now sees them sit in second spot. Now, looking at the ladder after round seven, with just four games remaining, it is Wollongong United on top. They do have a game in hand with Bulleye playing on Wednesday night. And if Wollongong United do win that game, they push four points ahead of second place, Bulambi. But if Bulleye win, they will go top of the table on point difference. So big game on Wednesday night. And with Winuna picking up their four points on the weekend, sees them jump Wollongong Olympic into third, but can still sit fourth if Bulleye do get that win. And then lower down the table, Coromel jumped over Abbey Park White Eagles into sixth spot based on goal difference and they are three points outside the top five and with Port Kembla picking up that 3-0 win over Coniston it does see them jump into 10th space above Cringilla. And now to the Illawarra District League in the game of the round it was Helensburg 2 Picton 1 with the Thistle handing the Rangers their first defeat of the 2020 season with the 2-1 win at Rex Jackson Park on Sunday. It was the Thistles' main men up top, Cade Kinsella and Benjamin Watts, scoring both goals for Helensburg in the come-from-behind win. And that's Helensburg bouncing back after their 1-0 loss to Oak Flats last week, moving into fourth spot above Shell Cove with just four rounds to go. The honourable mention in the Illawarra District League was also on Sunday in a six-goal thriller between Shell Cove and Fernhill, which ended three all at Barrick Heights Sports Field. Shell Cove came from behind twice during the game and led for the first time from the 60th minute, but it was Ilya Pranzowski scoring with just one minute of time left to snatch an important point for the Foxes. Now, looking at the ladder for the Illawarra District League this round, Despite Picton's loss, there is no changes at the top of the table, but it does see Oak Flats go level with them on points, only to be behind on goal difference after their 4-0 win over Berkeley. And as mentioned before, it also sees Helensburg climb into fourth spot above Shell Cove. And some other big results of the weekend, Kaima's 4-1 win over Rilla and University's 2-1 win over Balgowney sees them draw level on points in fifth spot with Shell Cove, with all three of the sides sitting on 12 points.
And the first game that we will discuss in the Illawarra Premier League is Bulleye against South Coast United on one of the games on Saturday at Balls Paddock. So Bulleye, so far, they are still unbeaten in the division. The only side who are uh, unbeaten, I mean, they did, of course, go down for their first defeat in all competitions in, the, in that 2-0 loss to Wollongong United in the, uh, the Burt Bampton Cup. But they will, of course, play United again on Wednesday night. Um, this is, of course, being recorded on Tuesday, so we don't know the result of that one yet. But it does, in fact, start a, a run of three home games for the side. And considering, Nathan, the fact that, you know, Bulleye did have that defeat in the Burt Bampton Cup, the league is all they've got left to worry about now. And, and, and you would think they would really want to put in a, a good showing in their remaining fixtures here. Yeah, I mean, back at Balls Paddock, um, they've got a doubleheader this week, um, Wednesday night, as you said, Tim, and then again on Saturday against South Coast United. And and these are the teams you really want to be getting the points over. I know, obviously, South Coast United are having the best of seasons, still haven't picked up a win, but, you know, they, they can turn up on a certain day and sort of nab results. So, I mean, people are going to be very careful, and I say that to, to most of the top teams as well when they play the lower teams, because teams can sort of, um, you know, turn up on a day and, and get a result. So... Um, saying that, I mean, Bulleye very quality. They they did have that little slip up in the Burt Bandon Cup final, but I mean, it was it was a pretty close game to be fair on them, um, and it was near law for for majority of the game as well. Sort of two late goals let them slip, but I mean, they're still undefeated in the division. They're still going good, so I'm gonna uh, back Bulleye for this one. Yeah, and and talking and what you're talking about there in terms of it did take until the the 71st minute fire a penalty for the first goal in the Burt Bandon Cup to be scored, but I think it's interesting. Uh, with South Coast United, because you did mention that Bull, I do have to be wary. And we've seen already this season that South Coast United do have the capacity uh, shown by that nil-all draw with Wollongong Olympic that, you know, they can pick up results. Uh, of course, you know, that the majority of their form hasn't been uh, good at all. You know, that 3-0 defeat to Coromel did make it five defeats in a row, meaning they sit three points adrift at the bottom of the table. But I do, I will agree with you here. I do just feel that Belay should be too strong here for South Coast United. I might add as well, Tim, I'm just with South Coast United. Most of their games have been sort of close in terms of um, their losses. I mean, they only went down to Balambi 2-1, you know, Tarawana 2-1, White Eagles 2-1. So, the, you know, they're, they're sticking in games. So, I mean, they, as I said, they can have results when they can. I know the Coromel game is a bit, bit of a slip up for them as well, but... Um, you never know with South Coast United too, so it, it should be a very um, interesting game on Saturday. Moving on to another game on Saturday, Wollongong United against Cringilla at Macedonia Park. So Wollongong United, they continued their, their perfect form besides the opening day. The 2-1 win over Port Camden, of course, winning the Burt Bampton Cup 2-0. Uh, of course, you know, they will be playing on Wednesday night against Bulleye again. But I mean, looking at them as a whole this season, they're on for winning four trophies this year. Of course, having already won the uh, Fraternity Club Cup and then now the Burt Bampton Cup. I mean, it's been really impressive from United so far, Nathan. Yeah, what a season they're having. Um, obviously clicked over the halfway mark last week. Um, they didn't play, obviously, in the league on the weekends, but take on Bulleye uh, Wednesday night. So, you know, they pick up a win there, then they're, you know, four points clear at the top with only four games to go. So um, pretty much almost, almost, I say that, put a bit more significance on that, um, almost there for the for the league title. But um, yeah, I mean, they've got a couple hard sort of teams on the on the run home as well, you know, in terms of, you know, Bulleye, Balambi and, and Albion Park. So um, yeah, I mean, the four trophies are definitely up for grabs for Wollongong United. 
Yeah, and, and I think also with Wollongong United, one of the things that I've really noticed is that defensive solidity. I, I witnessed it firsthand in the Burt Bampton Cup against a Bulleye side who have been known to, to score a lot of goals. And it was just a really solid display. And you've, of course, got Jordan Nikolovsky in goals who pulled off a couple of impressive saves as well. And I think that's really, really where they build a platform from. You know, only four goals conceded in the league this year and three of those were on the opening day. Uh, I mean, looking in terms of who they'll play here, Kringilla, uh, I mean, they have scored at times. They have scored quite a few goals. Of course, a three-all draw on the opening day with Albion Park and then a two-all draw with Bulleye. Although they still haven't won this year, one of only two sides who are still winless in the division. Most recently, that 3-1 defeat to Tarawana. We did speak about those positive signs, uh, getting draws against Balambi and Bulleye. But, I mean, that's sort of all gone to waste now with the 3-1 defeat against Tarawana, Nathan. Yeah, I mentioned the um, sort of the attack of Kringilla. We spoke about it at the start of the season, you know, signing Peter uh, Simonoski and, and Tobias Norville. Um, but they've scored in every game this they've played this year, which is, I mean, it's, a, it's an impressive feat for a team that hasn't won a game yet. But um, I know, obviously, you said the, the te- defensive solidity of Wollongong United. Um, we need to sort of flip that over to Kringilla. And, and they've conceded, you know, two or more goals in, in six of their games. So, I mean, they need to tighten things up at the back to sort of win a game. But um, they did nab a two-all draw against Bullock a couple of weeks ago. And I talked about those lower teams sort of grabbing points off the top of the table. So, Wollongong United must um, obviously be going into this one, um, you know, full steam ahead and, and not, not wanting to slip anything up on that one either. Yeah, and as for a prediction here, I think I'm going to say a draw. And I know that's a big call to make here with the Wollongong United side that have been in such fantastic form and they just seem to keep flying. But I just think here... Cringilla do have the capacity to shock teams in the division. Uh, and I think if they, they get it right up front and they can put a couple of goals on Wollongong United, I think you could get a, a bit of a, a competitive game here from the Lions. And I just feel that, that a draw is probably what's, uh, what's going to happen here. What do you think? Oh, it's an interesting prediction, Tim. Um, I mean, yeah, as you said, Cringilla can play for a draw when they, when they need to because um, they've had four this season, which is the most in the division. But... I think given Wollongong United's sort of run of form in recent games, um, I believe they'll get the win in this one. And moving on to the next game we will discuss on Saturday, Wollongong Olympic against Port Kembla at the PCYC. So looking at the hosts in this one, they did have a two-all draw at the weekend with Balambi. I watched the game and, and there were glimpses of quality there. And they did show, you know, as I said, uh, glimpses of quality throughout the game and show that they can be a force, especially against the Balambi side that have been so impressive and have dropped so few points. Uh, David Hartis was sent off, so he'll be suspended for at least the next few matches. And that does mean that the side are winless in their last two games. But, I mean, they've played a couple of difficult opponents here, though, Nathan. Yeah, that is a good point to add, Tim. They have played um, all of the top five currently uh, throughout the season. Uh, they did have a draw against Balambi last weekend where they sort of snatched it in the last minute. Uh, the week before, they, yeah, as, as you said, did lose to Winuna. But yeah, this weekend's coming up against Port Kembla side, sort of turning around their form in recent weeks. So um, obviously you're not going to know what you're going to expect with Port Kembla on, on any given day. But uh, Olympic do have the quality to sort of grind out games as well, um, as, as we saw in sort of towards the sort of the start of the season where they where they picked up a few wins and rightly so because they are a quality side and obviously uh, reigning premiers too. So uh, you never know with Wollongong Olympic as well though. But this game definitely shows an opportunity for Wollongong Olympic to win and go you know push deeper into the top five spot. 
Yeah, I think it's an interesting point that you bring up about the fact that they have played the top five. And a game against Port Kemba is really an opportunity for them to pick up points because in terms of looking at the form and league position, this has to be a win for Olympic here. But I guess it won't come easily against the Port Kemba side who did just pick up their second win of the season, 3-0 over Coniston. And by all accounts, it was a well-deserved one in that one. So do you think that perhaps Port Kemba could pick up a result here? Oh, it's, yeah, definitely on the table, 100%. I mean, we w- talked about um, that midweek game against Bulleye a couple of weeks ago where they lost 7-0 and then backed it up with only a 2-1 loss to Wollongong United. And people were, you know, thinking Wollongong United would run them off the park. But they showed, Port Campbell did show the resilience to, you know, bounce back after that uh, dropping to Bulleye um, and then to get that impressive win over Coniston as well um, to sort of, you know, jump Cringilla in into 10th spot and now they're equal on points with Coniston. It's sort of like a late season surge for Port Kembla. So I, I definitely think they can get a result um, if they sort of turn up on the day. But then again, Wollongong Olympic, we spoke about how much of a quality side they are going forward. So that'll be my tip for this weekend. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'll say Wollongong Olympic. Uh, I, I, But I wouldn't be surprised at all if Port Kembla pulled off a draw or, or something like that here. But I just feel that Wollongong Olympic, you know, that they have had a couple of difficult games. And I mean, they've shown they can pick up results in this division and that consistency was something that they did so well last year and it was about picking up results against sides like Port Kembler, especially at home. Uh, so yeah, I'll say Wollongong Olympic here. Looking at uh, another game on Saturday, Tarawana against Balambi at Tarawana Oval. So Tarawana did pick up that 3-1 win over Cringilla, which sees them three points off fifth, which for a side that you know, perhaps at the start of the year, we didn't think would really be pushing towards a finals place. I mean, it's quite admirable so far from them, Nathan. Yeah, they're sort of just flying under the radar this year. I know we haven't really talked too much about them. Um, obviously, losing a couple of big players in, in Rick Goodchild and, and Jake Morlando as well to to Coromel. But, you know, they're on par with the Rangers. Um, they're sitting in eighth spot, which is um, the same amount of points as Coromel in six. They're just behind on goal difference. So, um, yeah, Tarawana, another team that sort of can grind out results as well. Um, and an impressive win on the weekend over Cringilla. Um, and then another opportunity this weekend too um, against Balambi, who who did lose on the weekend to Winuna. Um, so, you know, it's pretty much the doors open for Tarawana to, to take out the win in this one. And looking at the Rosellas, they did, of course, have that double header on the Saturday, the two-all draw with Olympic. Form Patterson had a fantastic game, a really good all-round performance, topped off by a brace against his former club. And I guess he's really embracing that role he's, he's got at Balambi here. And I, and I think he's a really important figure in that team. Now, of course, on Sunday, they did pick up that 1-0 defeat to Winona, which is their first defeat of the league season, which for a newly promoted side, it is really quite fantastic to see here. Nathan, what are you thinking for, for them in this game against Tarawana side who have shown uh, throughout the season that they're capable of really, you know, being quite competitive in these games and they have picked up some big results here, uh, especially against the top teams. Do you think, though, that Balambi here, you know, coming off that defeat will just have, you know, that extra motivation to get the job done here? I feel like, yes, they would have that extra motivation. Um, I'm not too sure how they'll go in terms of result. Because um, I really like sort of Tarawana in, in games like this and, and back at Tarawana Oval as well for the Blueies too. So, you know, we spoke about how good they are at home um, in previous weeks and, and that shows as well. So I'm going to I'm gonna tip a draw here, Tim. Uh, I'm going to go against it and, and tip a draw. 
Yeah, I think I'll go one further than you, Nathan, and say the Blueies to pick up three points in this game. I think I've been really impressed with them in recent weeks. They haven't been conceding many goals, obviously, apart from conceding five to Albion Park a couple of weeks ago. I mean, all the results around that, they've conceded very few goals. And, and I just think here they could capitalise on a Balambi side who are who have lost uh, or who haven't picked up wins in, in their last two games. I just feel that here the Blueies have the capacity at home to, to pick up the win in this one. Moving on to the final game that we will discuss on Saturday, Coniston against Albion Park at JJ Kelly Park. So Coniston are now winless in six games. That 3-0 defeat to Port Kembla, probably one of their worst Yes, I think that's a really sort of negative result for Coniston, especially considering the fact that that was an opportunity for them to get things back on track against the Port Kembla side that, you know, just, uh, I mean, a week earlier went 7-0 down to Bulleye. I think that presented a real opportunity for Coniston to pick up some points and get some momentum heading into the end of the season, but it just didn't really uh, materialise, did it, Nathan? No, definitely not. Um, as I said, credits to Port Kembla as well, supported bouncing back for that, but yeah, that'd, that'd be disappointing for Coniston because if, if they did win that, then they're going equal with Coronel, Albion Park and Tarawana all on nine points. So that would have kept their slim finals hopes alive. But I, I believe now it's sort of just out of reach for them. They, they're six points out, out of fifth spot uh, with four games to play. So, I mean, yeah, it, it probably wasn't their best day, obviously best performance as well, but they have the chance to bounce back against sort of an inconsistent Albion Park side as well. Um, who, you know, can turn up on the day as well in attack too. So, obviously, uh, defensively, Coniston needs to be strong at the back as well to, you know, counter a fit uh, Albion Park Wide Eagles sort of free-flowing attack. Yeah, and looking at that Wide Eagles team now, they did have that one-all draw with Winuna, which does mean the side are, in fact, unbeaten in their last three games. What have you made of Albion Park to this end? I mean, they do currently sit three points off the top five, despite only winning two games this year. And they're one of the highest scoring in the division as well. I think Cameron Morgan's really started to, to get his goal scoring going again. And that's proving to be a real asset for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, eight goals in the last three games, including five in, in that one game against Tarawana. Um, hard fought draw against Winuna, who are looking a little bit of an underdog this season. But after this game, um, they've got the top three of the top sides in the competition in Olympic, Wollongong United and Bulleye. So a win this weekend is a must for Albion Park White Eagles because the, the last three aren't easy feats, but they do play those all at Terry Reserve. So a bit of a positive for them there, but this, this weekend is crucial for them. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, you raise about their last three games all being at home. And I think that's something that could really benefit them heading in towards the end of the season. Of course, they're against arguably, well, I mean, in terms of the table as well, you know, three of the best sides in the division. So I think picking up three points against Coniston puts them in a really good position looking to those games. Uh, but I mean, they're going to be very difficult games. So in that respect, you need three points in that Coniston game. Uh, but but yeah, what do you think in terms of prediction between these two sides? Because Coniston haven't been in the best of form at all. You know, they haven't won since the opening day and they've really struggled throughout the uh, the season. And, and Albion Park, they have been a little bit inconsistent at times. I mean, they did lose 1-0 to Port Kembla in a game that we were all saying, you know, this is where they've got to pick up points. Do you think though that Albion Park here, I mean, that they've sort of got a bit of form now on beating in their last three, that do you think that they're, they're more than capable of getting the job done here? Oh, I think so, yes. A bit of motivation as well, sort of, you know, it's do or die time, three points outside of the top five. So it's all must win from here. 
And if they do win, um, then it sets up a pretty big clash against Wollongong Olympic next weekend. So, yeah, I'm going to back the White Eagles in this one. I think I'll agree with you on that. But, I mean, Coniston here, you've got to think, though, that, that the form that they've been in, that's got to end at some stage because we know that there's quality players in that team who have the potential to, to show up. And, I, and I mean, when that will happen, will it happen this season or will it sort of be a bit more of a progression for Coniston looking towards the, the future seasons uh, of this competition? So I, I do think I will back Albion Park here because I do think they've got a bit of momentum at the moment. So I think that Albion Park here should be able to, to pick up the points in this one. Moving on to the only game on Sunday in the Premier League, Coromel against Wanuna at Memorial Park. So the Rangers did snap that four-game winless run with that 3-0 win over South Coast United, which does see the side into sixth place, three points off a top-five position. Nathan, would you say that this game against Wanuna is a bit of a bit of a crunch match for the side? Because Wanuna, they do sit in third at the moment, uh, pending the result in, in the Bulleye Wollongong United game. I mean, Winuna look a very strong side and you'd say that Coram will need to pick up points uh, against Winuna to sort of show their credentials looking towards a, a finals place. Yeah, definitely. It, it's the same as the uh, Albion Park, really. If they don't win this game, the sort of top five's out, just out of reach for them. I mean, it's still doable, but um, they do have Bulla and Blamby in the, in the next few weeks, Coram So, uh, I mean, this one is a big, you know, as you said, grudge match for them too. And it always is against Wanuna. I watched um, one of their, I watched their game last year, and my god, that was probably one of the best games I watched last season. Um, it was uh, Coromel did end up winning, winning it one 0 But yeah, it was a really good game at Memorial Park, and I believe it's going to be another one this weekend too. Yes, and looking at their opponents, Wanuna here, they did hand Belambi their first defeat of the season with that 1-0 win, which does mean the side go third. Jai Mella with the goal in that one. They are unbeaten in, in their three games and just two points off top spot, which is quite incredible from the Sharks, who losing players like Corey Haynes-Gross, you, you perhaps would have thought that they wouldn't be able to, to sort of push that far up the table. I mean, they're doing better than they did last year. Uh, with arguably a squad that also had quality in it. But this team here, a little bit more unproven, but that they're certainly showing the quality here to, to push towards a top spot uh, this season. Yeah, they're proving to be sort of the Illawarra Premier League dark horses this season. I know last year they were sort of hanging in around fifth, sixth spot and only just missed out in finals last year on the final day. But but this year, they're sort of, yeah, as you said, pushing for top spot. They're only two points off Wollongong United in first position, given... United have a game in hand, but um, we talked about so much uh, about Wollongong United, Balambi and Boy, and how, how positive their seasons are going. But And Wununa is sort of pushing towards that top spot, top two spot of the table. And they've got a decent run home versus, you know, majority of the bottom half of the table, apart from, you know, Coromel this weekend. They play Coniston, Tarawana and then South Coast. So it's definitely them there for the taking for Wununa, I believe, as well. Yeah, and what are you going to say in terms of prediction here? Because for me, I think it will be a draw here. Uh, I just think that Coromel, I think they're going to want to pick up three points here, but I just feel Winuna have looked so strong, especially defensively this year, you know, only, only conceding six goals, which is the second least in the competition behind Wollongong United. And I think that's really where the Sharks have sort of built their quality from this year, similar to what Wollongong United have done. But but I just think here, yeah, a draw is the most likely result. I want to disagree with you on that one, Tim. I'm liking Winuna in recent weeks, and I've, I believe that they can get the win in this one. Uh, um, as we said, 
they did beat Bulimbi on the weekends and then they, they beat Wollongong Olympic a couple of weeks in a uh, couple of weekends ago as well. So they have the they have the quality to, to play out against those big teams and I, I believe they can do it again this weekend. So I'm gonna tip Luna. And that concludes the preview for round eight of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. Nathan and I will both be back to discuss round eight of the People Care District League. And looking at the first game we will discuss in the People Care District League at Berkeley against Kaima at Berkeley Sports Centre. So last season, uh, Berkeley did in fact fail to score against Kaima across both meetings with the Quarries, picking up eight goals across the two. Uh, Berkeley this year, I mean, they did have that win that, that seems so far away now, four defeats in a row, most recently the 4-0 loss to Oak Flats. Nathan, it's all just collapsed a little bit for, for Berkeley. Yeah, definitely. Um, as we said, they started the season so positively, um, getting that win in round three as well as a draw, um, and not only that narrow defeat to Picton, who are sitting top of the table. Um, but yeah, four games in a row, they haven't scored. Um, big losses as well in those ones too. But to be fair, they have versed, you know, a potentially top five sides in Oak Flats, University and Unendera as well. So um, then again, this weekend, Kayama are sort of going towards a top five spot too because they, they are in pretty good form recently. Uh, they've picked up two wins in a row and, and we talked about inconsistency, but they've just shoved that out the window haven't they with with back-to-back wins and they could make it three in a row here so Kayama are looking sort of very promising in recent weeks to you know turn their season around and we spoke about them a couple of weeks ago saying that they have to get those wins against the lower table teams and and they definitely have um a 4-1 win over Rilla plus a 1-0 win over Thoreau sets them up for another win here against Berkeley um you know given the day but you know they're pushing for a top five spot, and we didn't, we haven't really talked about Kaima much sort of going forward into the final spot, but they're definitely around, around there. They're, they're sitting on the same amount of points as Shelcove in fifth, so a win here could really boost their finals hopes, Kaima. Yeah, I think it deserves enormous credit for the Quarriers, really, that win over Gorilla. I mean, I know I personally mentioned that a win there really does sort of show that that level of consistency uh, for the side. And, I mean, they did pick up that win here. And you'd say the game here against Berkeley is another game where Kaima should really be picking up three points. And Berkeley are in quite poor form at the moment. You just feel here that the Quarries, if they are able to, to pick up a win here, it really does put them in a fantastic position looking towards that top five. They are level on points with Shell Cove in fifth. And, I mean, yeah, I just think that Kaima here need to pick up the three points. What do you think in terms of a prediction, though, Nathan? I believe they will pick up the three points this week, Kayama. Um, it's a must win as well because their last three games are against sides sort of going towards that last last final spot. I know Unidera and Helensburg are sort of pushed a bit more in, but then there's University who are sitting on the same amount of points as them. So there's big big games coming up for them. So a must win this weekend, but I'm, I'm going to back the Quarries as well. I think I'm going to say a draw here. Um, I know that, that Kayama are in good form. And, uh, you know, that I think they've, they've built a bit of momentum now looking towards the final series. But I just feel here that Berkeley, uh, I mean, they've shown at times they do have the quality to pick up results and against good teams as well. I mean, looking at that win against Helensburg, the draw against the rule on the opening day, although the rule have sort of towards the, the end of the season here really started to fall off quite significantly. But, but I just feel here, Berkeley at home, I think they have the capacity to, to put in a good performance and get a decent result here against 
Kaima. But again, as I said the week previously, another win for Kaima here. You really do have to start considering them quite seriously for a, for a finals place. And looking at potentially what is one of the games of the round, Picton against University at Hume Oval. So the Rangers, that 2-1 defeat to Helensburg, does mean the side haven't won in two games. Though they do still sit top of the division on goal difference. I mean, they did miss some, uh, some quite big players against Helensburg there, which of course didn't help in their defeat though. But, but Nathan, what do you think here of Picton? Because they are in a little bit of a blip looking at their form overall this year they still have conceded the the least amount of goals in the division do you think they have the capacity to kick on to towards a title especially considering the fact that oak flats are now on the same points unendera just a point away from from them as well and helensburg only three points away they, they sort of really need to start picking up results here and a result against the uni side who have started to to get a bit of form together here it'll be a difficult task yeah, definitely. They were five wins from five games to open up the season. And obviously the last two games, they haven't sort of been at their best of form, but they have versed a, a couple of solid sides in those two weeks. Um, also with Shell Cove, you know, nabbing him for a draw and, and Helensburg beating him, you know, at home. Um, I know how good Helensburg are at Rex Jackson uh, Park. But the last, they've got four games left. Three of them are at Hume. They love playing at Hume Oval up and Picton too. So um, it's, you know... A decent run home for Picton. Um, I mean, they've got the rule and Bowgowney, but they've also got University and Oak Flats. So it can go either way. And I believe, I think that Oak Flats game, which is at Keith Bondover, will probably be the factor in determining who's going to be um, the ideal title winner, essentially. Yeah, and looking at their opponent's university here, it was three wins in a row, that two-on win over Bowgowney. I mean, it sees them, you know, just a few points off the top five and just on goal difference as well, which is important. They are on the same points as uh, Kaima and Shell Cove, who, who Kaima are sixth and Shell Cove are fifth. So perhaps three points here for the students against Picton really puts them in a good position looking towards a finals place here. But I mean, Picton are a very strong side though, Nathan. Yeah, a bit of turn in form for the students after three losses against sort of top five teams and then to back it up with three three wins with teams below them, it sees them right on that fifth spot. As you said, they're level with points in Shokov and Kayama. A big task this weekend with Picton sort of making their season because they do have Helensburg the week after and Kayama in the final round. So um, it could go either way this weekend, I believe, for, for university. Um, they did... Come from behind uh, against Balgani on the weekend back at Coolabong Oval. Uh, Doug, Douglas Woodawis scoring the winner late in the game for that one too. But um, you say Picton, they you know, haven't won in a couple games. They, they are sort of playing for the title too. University want to keep their season alive. Uh, it's going to be a pretty close grudge match up at Cume Oval. But I, I feel like it's, there's not going, to, not going to be a winner. I'm going to uh, pick a stalemate in this one. I think I'll agree with you here for a stalemate. I mean, both sides here have shown the potential to win games, but I think they've sort of got contrasting form to a certain extent. Picton haven't won in two and University have won their last three. So I just think they'll probably cancel each other out here and uh, and, and pick up a, a point each. But I mean, three points for either side here does wonders in either Picton's pursuit for a title and University's pursuit of a finals place. So it, to that extent, it's a very intriguing game on Saturday. Moving on to another game on Saturday, Balgowney against Shell Cove at Judy 
Masters Oval. So it's now four defeats in a row for Balgauni. Uh, that 2-1 defeat to Uni. They are, of course, also the second lowest scorers in the division with just five goals. I mean, Nathan, their goal troubles really haven't helped uh, this year, especially in, in the games that they have played uh, so far. Yeah, they, they, they've they struggled to find the back of the net, you know, most games this season. They haven't scored more than one goal in a game at, at all since since the start of the season. So, a big worry for Balgauni going forward in that one. Um, we spoke about how sort of good their defence was at the start of the season and, and that sort of slipped up in recent weeks. They have conceded um, seven goals, but to be fair on them, they have been against sort of top five teams in Helensburg, Unidera and University. It's probably not another easy task in the next couple of weeks with Shell Cove and Fernhill sort of battling for that top five spot as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a tough tough sort of run home for Balgiani too. So um, we'll have to see how they perform on Saturday, Ivo. And that tough run does start with a game here against Shell Cove, who are unbeaten in the last five games, most recently that three-all draw with Fern Hill, uh, which was their third draw of the season, which is the equal most in the competition with the rule. Uh, but they haven't lost since an opening day defeat to Uni, which has really set them up. For, for a place in the top five. Of course, they are level with sixth place, sixth place and seventh place. So picking up points here against the struggling Balgauni side is quite important for them, especially with the sides around them and especially with the, the number of games and the, and the few number of games. I mean, losing a point here at this stage of the season against a side that they really should be picking up a win against looking at the form, it could be quite detrimental looking towards a finals place. Yeah, an absolutely crucial match away from home for Shell Cove. Um, you look at the teams around them, as you said, University and Kaima picking up or dropping points. And, and really, it's about Shell Cove on how they play as well. Um, they've got Balgauni this week, then Berkeley next weekend. So it's possible six, six points in the next two weeks, which is very doable for them too, given those other sides sort of recent form. And then they finish on Helensburg and Unendera, which are you know two very strong sides uh, this season. So... These games are crucial for Shell Cove, especially given how many teams are battling for that last fifth spot in the top five. And what are you thinking in terms of a prediction here? I think personally, I'm going to say uh, Shell Cove to pick up the win here. But I mean, Balgauni are more than capable of pulling off a result here against a Shell Cove side who have seemed to be a little bit prone to draws uh, this campaign. But I mean, the reality is they are unbeaten besides that first round defeat uh, to university so uh what are you thinking here though nathan yeah I've, I've watched both teams in the last couple of weeks and and they've really impressed me in patches but shell cove have the quality to sort of finish out games as opposed to Balgauni, and you've seen it in results as well um shell cove you know three wins with three draws um compared to you know Balgauni with their only one win of the season uh coming in round coming in round four which was a few weeks ago now but Given the sort of quality that Shell Cove have up top to score goals, I believe they'll they'll get one over Balgauni and Balgauni won't be able to match them. And looking at another game in the District League, Oak Flats against Fern Hill at Keith Bond Oval. So Oak Flats have now made it three wins in a row since that defeat to Shell Cove, most recently a 4-0 win over Berkeley, which interestingly was the first time the side have scored four goals in a game 
this season, which for, for a side that's sitting in second place, equal on points with first, that's uh, quite a surprising statistic, Nathan. Yeah, we've mentioned it in recent weeks, Tim, that they're, they're the type of team that this year, that they're not sort of blowing teams away, but they're getting the job done and they're getting results. And that's what's showing on the table as well. Now they're equal points with Picton. So they're just you know, cruising along, getting the wins where they need to, and then waiting for Picton to slip up, which they have. And now they're equal on it. The only sort of downside to that, obviously, is their for and against, which is only plus six as opposed to, uh, Picton's plus 13. Uh, so that could be an interesting sort of factor towards the end of the season in terms of um, who finishes first and second. But as I mentioned before, these two teams do play each other in terms of Oak Flats and Picton in round 10. And it's a pretty sort of easy run home for Oak Flats after this one, apart from that Picton game where they do play two of the bottom two sides in Marilla and the Rule as well. Yeah, and looking at their opponents here, Fern Hill, I mean, their they good run of form, I guess, continued uh, the thrill draw with it, with a really promising Shell Cove side. And interestingly, despite sitting just three points off the top five, the side have conceded the second most goals in the division. Of course, they did concede quite a few of those against Helensburg. But I mean, even, th- uh, even Fern Hill now are looking sort of towards a finals place, sitting on, on 10 points. Uh, just two points off fifth place. I mean, yeah, I guess even from third to uh, to eighth, there's only five points in it. So, I mean, that 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 sort of a uh, top of the table could completely change in the next few weeks. And so, a game like this here, uh, Oak Flats against Fern Hill, uh, three points for Fern Hill here, sort of really starts to put them uh, in the conversation for for a top five uh, place, even more so than they are now, Nathan. Yeah, they're sticking around, aren't they? The Foxes, um, as you said, two points just outside of it. Um, obviously, big game this weekend against Oak Flats. Um, and they do play second or third place unit there in the last round. But the couple games in between them as well is Balgowney and Berkeley. So they're obviously very winnable for the Foxes too. So there's a potential of six points in those two games, which sort of pushes them even further into the top five. So maybe a draw or a win in either Oak Flats and Unidero games as well could sort of see them planted into the top five, depending on how other results go their way as well. And and what are you thinking of a prediction here between these two sides? Me personally, I think I've seen Oak Flats they're against games that have been difficult, the Unendera game and, of course, the Helensburg game. They've managed to grind out results here. And I think Fernhill presents a real challenge for the Falcons. But I just think looking at the way the Falcons have performed in these uh, tougher games, uh, I just think they really do have the potential here to, to pick up a win. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, both sides can turn it on when they, when they want to. Um, and Oak Flats are very quality when they verse teams around them at the top of the table. Um, and they did grind out you know, those wins against Unendera, Helensburg, as well as University as well. But I want to mention their team sort of attack and defence in the competition. So O'Flats have only conceded six goals, whereas Fernhill have scored nine goals in the last three games. So that's going to be a very good battle um, on Saturday as well. Um, but I believe that O'Flats have the quality um, to, to get the win again in this one. And the last Saturday game that we will discuss in this league, probably, well, I mean, I guess it is the match of the round here, Unendera against Helensburg at Unendera Oval. I mean, Unendera most recently, that 6-2 win against the Rule. Uh, sees them as the top scorers in the division with 24. I mean, they do currently sit in third position, just a point off top spot. Unendera are really in, in a shout here for the title, Nathan. Oh, definitely. It's just basically on their attack alone. I mean, 
24 goals in, in the first seven games is, is an impressive feat for the Hearts. And, I mean, obviously they have had two defeats to the sides that are, are above them on the ladder, but a win against Helensburg can sort of push them further away from the chasing pack that's in fourth and fifth spot. Um, so they'll go five points ahead of Helensburg if they win this one. So a massive game for the Hearts back at home. Yeah, and looking at their opponents, Helensburg in this one, they did pick up that huge 2-1 win versus Picton. I mean, it was a big result for the side, handing the Rangers their first defeat of the season. And I think that was an important result for the Thistle here because I think it does show that they do have credentials to be a real force heading into the final series and, and sort of establishing themselves in a finals place for this year. Picking up a win against the, the league leaders is a huge result for them here, Nathan. Yeah, we're a bit skeptical on Helensburg's sort of form this year after that loss to Berkeley a few weeks ago but obviously they've turned it around since um beating you know having three three wins in the last four games to only go down to you know Oak Flats uh, a couple weekends ago but yeah a massive result at home against Picton sort of throws warning signs to the rest of the competition and if they can do it against the Rangers I believe they can do it against Unendowa but not the case that I'm going to pick this weekend because I'm going to pick a Hearts win. Well, I mean, that's an interesting uh, tip you put there because I think it's going to be very hard to separate these two teams. I mean, both have shown a, an enormous amount of quality so far this year. Unendera have won their last three and, and Helensburg's form hasn't been too bad either. I mean, they've won three out of their last four games with, of course, that defeat being to, to one of the top sides in the division, Oak Flats. In terms of prediction here, I'm struggling to give one, but, but I think I'm going to say that the home side, Unidera, to pick up the win here. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's really hard to tell because I think both sides are more than capable of winning this one. Yeah, 100%, Tim. I'll just nod out as well. I watched the game at Unidera over last year between these two sides. It was a very fiery battle, but it, it did end up in a draw. But Unidera sort of dominated the majority of the game um, and Helensburg sort of snatched one right in the final minutes. So, could go either way. And looking at the last game, we will discuss uh, the only game on Sunday against the bottom two sides in the division who are both still winless. Warilla against the rule at King Mickey Park. So Warilla have lost all their games besides that opening round draw. Uh, the 4-1 defeat to Kaima is the most recent of those. And on average, they're conceding almost four goals per game at the moment. However, a win against the rule could in fact see them go above their opponents who currently sit two points above them, though, Nathan. So do you think here that Rilla are capable of picking up a win against the Thoreau side, who are also struggling here? Yeah, it's a massive game, obviously. Um, both teams looking to get their first win of the season. Um, uh, Thoreau will be disappointed losing sort of so much to a strong Unendera side, and as well as Rilla, because I did back them last week to beat Kayama, but... But they did end up going down 4-1 in that one as well. And as you said, yeah, it's the defensively as well for the Wanderers. They have conceded 27 goals this season. The rule are a little bit better in defense. They've only conceded 14, and six of those were actually last weekend. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a very interesting game uh, on Sunday at King Mickey Park. It could go either way, but I've seen both teams in recent weeks. And the games that I have seen, um, I believe... Well, I'm going to go with Rarilla uh, for a win in this one. I think that I'll agree with you on this one. I just feel that Rilla here, I mean, both sides are in quite poor form at the moment, but I think Rilla did have that opening draw with, uh, with Oak Flats, and I just feel that here they've lost quite a few games in a row, and I just feel the incentive here 
against the side that they know they're capable of beating should just be enough to, to get them over the line. But again, I, I mean, I'm probably sure, I'm sure this would be the case for you. It might only be 1-0 or 2-1 or, or something like that. But yeah, I think I'll say Rilla to pick up the win here. And that concludes the preview for the People Care District League for round eight. Nathan, thank you for joining me once again. Thanks again, Tim. In the Women's Division 1, Albion Park got up 3-0 against Kaima at Kaima Sporting Centre on Friday night. The other three games were played on Sunday, which saw Wollongong United get up 3-1 against Fernhill at Macedonia Park. Warilla stunned Wanuna 4-1 at King Mickey Park, and University defeated Thoreau 2-0 at Coolabong Oval. These results see University and Albion Park level at the top of the division on 20 points, with Winuna's first defeat in six games, seeing the side drop into third. Thoreau sit a point behind them in fourth, rounding out the finals places, as Wollongong United's second win in a row means the side are now five points off finals football. Kaima sit on the same points as United in sixth, with Barilla sitting six points ahead of bottom side Fernhill in seventh. Round 10 of the competition will start with Kaima taking on Wollongong United on Friday night. The remaining games will take place on Sunday as Thoreau will look to get back to winning ways as they host Rilla at Thomas Gibson Park. University will travel to Ray Robinson Oval to face Fernhill and in the game of the round Albion Park will play Winuna in a top of the table clash with just two points between the sides. That concludes the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football, as well as notifications regarding match reports, previews, reviews, and feature articles. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.